not going down just because of something some stupid adults are doing. Mobile suits. Monday, Monday. Camille's a man's name, and I'm a man! Uh, no carrots, please. Mobile suit? Roger that. Mobile suit. Mobile suit. Change. Although all enemies were defeated, Earth did not change one bit! The commander! <laughs> He's lost it! <laughs> every other day, every other day, every other day of the week is fine! You're a soldier here, aren't you? If you want to be more than just a grunt, you better learn to see the whole picture. Uh, yes, yes, sir. I'm the enemy, you idiot! Miss Matilda! Hey, guys! Welcome back to another examorific episode of Mobile Suit Mondays. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Derek, Derek WC. I'm going to be one of your guinea pig pilots tonight. And joining me tonight are the rest of the guinea pig crew. Why don't you guys give a shout out and let everybody know who's here tonight? Hey, it's Mike. And is it GM or Jim? I, I say GM. Hey, this is Justin, and I'm a wacky, naked space angel. Hey, guys, this is Tony, and my incredibly experimental program ends up turning into a homicidal killing machine. I guess it's a Monday. <laughs> so in case you guys haven't figured it out, we are discussing something for our Blue Cupcakes Month Strikes Back theme and this is going to be for mobile suit mondays and appropriately it is titled mobile suit gundam side story the blue destiny and this is actually what we're going to discuss tonight is the manga that's based on the sega saturn trilogy of video games that was released september 20th 1996 from Bandai, and the manga itself is written and illustrated by Takayama Misuho, and it was published by Kodanasha and serialized by Comic Bomb Bomb in 1997. And according to the Gundam Wiki, it ran from October 1st, 1996 to March 1st, 1997. And when I looked at my copy of the English adaptation by Mix Manga, I guess the interwebs is crediting Tokyo Pop, but on mine it is the mix manga, and that is dated July 1999, and it had a cover price of 12.95. So I I did actually buy this, you know, in 1999 when it came out, and you know when I was sort of first getting exposed to the whole Gundam craze and everything, and I you know. Mostly, I picked this because it has blue in the title, but there there are some weird kind of things in regards to the exam system, but I, I, I might go out on a limb and say they are suitably explained, uh, whether you 
you know, go on to play the entirety of the video game trilogy, or you read this manga, which incidentally is mainly adapting the first two chapters of the trilogy, and the third chapter of the trilogy was never finished because I guess I guess this company, the the comic Bomb Bomb or whatever, I guess they ran out of money or something, so they never actually completed the entire trilogy. But basically, we've got about six chapters of this manga, which makes up the first two in the trilogy of games. So I'm going to read some synopses, and we decided I'd just go ahead and, and read the whole thing, and then me and the other fan holes were going to discuss this crazy blue cupcakey blue destiny manga. So here we go. Chapter one is titled File One. Ambush, which takes place in November, Universal Century 0079. This opens on the angelic spirit of new type Marion Welch begging someone, anyone, to destroy the blue mobile suit. Next up, we see Operator Maureen Kitamura on the radio with Lieutenant Philip Hughes and Warrant Officer Samana Ferris doing a pre-flight check. The GMs of the guinea pig team, led by 2nd Lieutenant Yu Kojima, dive into the sky like airborne rangers leaping from a plane. Once they land at the enemy camp, the GMs exchange fire with some Zeon Zakus, while Yu and Philip argue over taking Zaku rifles as trophies. Samana is about to be KIA until Yu destroys the Zaku, who gain the drop on the green warrant officer. Meanwhile, Captain Alf Chamra, a.k.a. Doc, monitors a soldier in a blue mobile suit with the exam unit installed far away from the main battle. Philip congratulates Samana for his first kill and confidently yells to the Xeon fighters to bring out the Red Comet. When Samana fires on a weaponless Xeon foot soldier, Yu orders him to hold his fire. Philip is prepared to countermand Yu's orders, but then another Zaku mobile armor Surprise attacks the team with its Heat Hawk Axe. The soldier in the blue mobile suit is now having visions of the guinea pig team in battle and continues to hear the cry of the winged angel new type, Marion Welch, screaming out, SOMEONE! The blue mobile suit comes to life of its own accord and heads into battle. Captain Alf Chamra does not want this to stop and continues to monitor the events of the battle. You again save Samana from the attacking Zaku, and the guinea pig team is radioed about the out-of-control blue GM, which they can see is not only attacking the Zakus, but them as well. The blue GM rips through the guinea pig team, and while Yu targets and kills the pilot, he notices the GM moves to protect its head instead. We cut back to Captain Alf, who comments that it's time for him to find a new pilot. Using teamwork and the tools at hand, Philip tackles and holds down the blue GM while Yu grabs the discarded Heat Hawk from the earlier battle. As Yu stops the mobile suit, slicing the cockpit in half, he sees visions of the angel-winged new-type girl, Marion Welch, who calls to him and asks for someone to stop her. Elsewhere, Major Nimbus Shatson of the Xeon Army receives word of the blue mobile suit known as the Blue Destiny. Designed by a former Xeon engineer, Professor Krusto Moses, now considered a traitor, Nimbus's mission is to eliminate him and capture the mobile suit, 
amidst the chants of Sig Zion, we can see a photograph with both Krusto, Moses, and the new type girl, Marion Welch. File 2 is titled Counterattack. Captain Alf Chamra is surprised at the amount of damage the Blue Destiny suffered in the last battle, and decides he wants the pilot who inflicted the damage onto the Blue Destiny to be its new pilot. Speaking of Yu Kojima, he is having dreams about the winged new type girl, Marion Welch, perching on a tree branch in an open field. He awakens and operator Maureen Kitamura asks Yu if he is alright. Yu chalks up the new type vision as being only a dream as they arrive at the Earth Federation Force's 6th Directional Energy Supply Base. Just outside the base, Rayburn and Major Nimbus Shatson of the Xeon Army take note of the GM's resupplying. Later, Marine is upset to find all the data on the blue mobile suit has been deleted by a hacker. Samana thinks it's pretty likely this was a quote-unquote inside job. Then the base is attacked by Xeon forces. An amphibious unit of Hagox storm the base, and Yu leads his team against them in a new set of updated GMs. While the guinea pig team eliminate the Hagox, Rayburn, Abraham, and his men seem eager to test their mettle against them using doms. File 3 is titled Hero. Rayburn's Dom is sniped and hit by Lieutenant Philip Hughes. You and Abraham have a samurai showdown between mobile suits. Low on fuel and ammo, Philip and Samana look to be done for, but then a fighter jet swoops in and takes out Rayburn. Philip then beam saber slashes the remaining Dom. As Yu is victorious over Abraham, the fighter plane is revealed to be an old friend of Yu's, the Odessa Eagle, Amy Bauermeister. Elsewhere, Major Nimbus Shatzen prepares to retrieve Marion Welch's other half with his Afleet Custom. File 4 is titled Machine. The Afleet Custom launches into the sky, piloted not only by Major Nimbus Shatzen, but the real Marion Welch. You and his old friend, Amy Bauermeister, catch up. Alf Chamra makes arrangements with the base commander to have you be the new pilot of the Blue Destiny. The next morning, Amy's fighter is shot down along with Captain Alf Chamra's ship by the Afleet Custom. When the guinea pig team caused the Xeon Zakus to retreat Nimbus, embarrassed by their... Oh. When the guinea pig team caused the Xeon Zakus to retreat... Nimbus, embarrassed by their cowardice, slays them in his Afleet Custom on the way to engage you and his teammates. He killed his own men! File 5 is titled Awakening. The Afleet Custom makes short work of Philip and Samana's GMs. Yu is hopelessly outmatched by Nimbus's Afleet Custom. Captain Alf Chamra can't get the Blue Destiny to even start, so Amy takes her fighter up to help Yu. When Amy crashes into the Fleet Custom, a flood of emotional memories from you activate the Blue Destiny. The Blue Destiny engages the Fleet Custom, and even though Nimbus wants to stay to continue the fight, he is ordered to retreat as more Federation forces are on their way. Luckily, Marine finds Amy badly wounded, but alive, and Captain Alf Chamra introduces himself to you as his new commander. The final chapter is titled Last File Stardust. 
as battle testing continues with you and the Blue Destiny. He also continues to see visions of the winged new type girl, Marion Welch. Yu has wiped out the Xeon attack force at the Federation California base single-handed, much to the chagrin of Philip, but to the loving delight of Maureen. Once the battle at California base settles, Yu warns Philip and Samana to stay back as the Blue Destiny also considers them enemy units. As Yu fights off visions of winged girls and cries of punishment, Nimbus appears with the Afleet custom and challenges Yu to a duel. As they fight, we see flashbacks of Krusto, Moses, and Marion Welch. Moses thought new types would replace old types and created the exam system to balance the scales, to give non-new types a battle advantage. Marion's new type, Sol, was used and was trapped within the exam system to harness the power of new types for non-new types, and the real Marion went into a coma. Marion's soul begs you to destroy the exam system, even if it means destroying her own soul. In the battle, you ensures both the Afleet Custom and Blue Destiny are destroyed. In the end, he vows to save Marion's soul, and she's like, Okay! And that is Blue Destiny, the manga, summarized hopefully pretty quickly, but those are the, the six chapters that basically cover the the first two parts of the trilogy. So since I've kind of been babbling on for a while, I guess I, I just open it up to the fan holes and maybe ask kind of the kind of the generic question, like, have you guys read this before? Is this the first time you've been reading this? Like what's what's your kind of experience with the Blue Destiny as far as maybe video games and, and this manga? This this was like all new, all different to me. Like I I had heard of it, but to be honest, like I've not read a lot of Gundam manga. So so when you mentioned it, I was kind of curious. And when I started reading it, like that very first page where you have like Marion as like the naked space angel, and she's like, "Someone please destroy that mobile suit." I was like, "Okay, I see why Derek picked this." Because I was like, from that I think that first page threw me off because. Because it's blue cupcakes, and, and because of that page, I was, like, trying to think of, like, what kind of wacky stuff are they going to put in this story? Like, my theory, just from, like, those images of her as, like, an angel, I was like, did Zeon capture an angel and lock it in a mobile suit? <laughs> like, like that, that, was my, that was my theory for, like, the majority of this until we got that little flashback where she, you know, you learn that she's a new type and she... You know, her soul was kind of sucked out into the suit, and she's comatose and blah, blah, blah. But, like, that's that's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, okay, this is Blue Cupcakes. Derek thinks this is weird. I can totally get that from this first page alone. But, like, yeah, that being said, like, I really did enjoy this story. Like, I, I got into it. And to me, like, the Blue cupcake elements, you know, mainly, you know, Mariana's angel saying, destroy me or whatever, like – those kind of felt like they were just sprinkled in, you know, kind of randomly. And I don't I don't think they detracted from the story, but it's like it, in my head, like I feel like she could have been represented by anything else. She could have been in a World War One uniform. She could have been dressed as like a 1700s debutante and it would have had like the same effect, you know, in my head. But I mean, I, I get it. I get why she's, you know, 
appearing as an angel, you know, because she's like, you know, her soul is in a mobile suit and she's in a whole oh, another state of being and blah 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 blah. But I think I think that I think that first page just kind of threw me for a loop, and I was like, wait, what? But but yeah, I did enjoy the the story. I looked at some game footage, and the game looks like it would have been a lot of fun. And I also did some checking with like Hobby Link Japan, and there's like a one one forty four scale model kit, and I, I watched a little review of it on YouTube, and I was like, man, that, that kit looks pretty cool. So like, you know, to, to show you how much I like this, I'm like, I think I might get the Blue Destiny like gunplay kit here in the next couple of weeks. I I do like the Blue Destiny itself because I think I think it's one of those things where. I, you you know me. I mean, it's funny we have a show, Mobile Suit Mondays, but you know I'm not I'm not particularly specific about why I like mobile suits. It's not about you know the way the mech looks or or what it can do, and I'm not the type of guy who's gonna you know be devouring technical manuals of stuff. But you know, for me, like this Blue Destiny is like almost the closest thing to the 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 Mach Two in you know, Teton colors, for lack of a better term, you know, and, 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 you know, the blues, and I, I just like, you know, I like blues, I like, you know, midnight blues, I like those kind of things, and like, so this, the, the visual of the suit, I think. This is your stealth suit Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this, this suit looks kind of cool to me, so that's, that's one of the reasons why I kind of enjoy it, as far as that goes. What, what about you, Mike? Like, is this, is this the first time you've ever read this or or is this something that you had read before i had never read this before and i didn't know of it but i just i guess i just never like you know i I think at the time when gundam like manga was like widely available in like stores and stuff i think i was more interested in stuff like wing and like g gundam and you know all the alternate universes so i wasn't as interested in like universal century stuff and like this obviously is a universal century thing so i probably when i saw it in stores i probably passed it up i am familiar with the suits though because they're used in like the gundam versus games so like the blue destiny and the what is the effete yeah i call it the it's it's funny how like it, it can't be called a freak too. Well, yeah. they, they they spell it a freak, but I I feel like that's just the the R's and the L's slurring. So I I just call it the a fleet. But you know I I don't know. Yeah. Like, you know. But yeah, it, that's a that's an annoying suit to fight in the like versus games and stuff. So that's like mostly where I knew that from. And then like I, my my avatar is Maureen because I also remember those like journey yeah, uh, yeah. to Jabro like uh, cut scenes where it's like oh here's these like cute Gundam girls to congratulate you when they you win like a round or, yeah, or you, yeah, you complete a level. And one of them's like Maureen, and I'm kind of like, who is that? Like, who? What is who? What is that cute redhead with freckles like from? And then like, you know, eventually I realized, oh, she's from Blue Destiny. So it's funny in the cutscene, like when she congratulates you, you can see not only the Blue Destiny like lying on that the the pad or the hanger pad or whatever in the background, but you can also see Lieutenant Philip and Samana sitting next to him, and he just like pushes him over, like. You know, so he falls off the, the, I think they're on like the leg of the suit or something like that. So like, I, I mean, I, I have pretty fond memories. I mean, I wrote down some of the games that I played where I, you know, the the Blue Destiny was sort of not introduced, but kind of, it it became more established, like after I read this manga and it's like Journey to, to Jaburo and also Encounters in Space, like they all had 
like either levels or cutscenes and things like that. And then Justin, remember that Miller's Report DVD from the MSA team that I sent mm-hmm. you? So like mm-hmm. those cut, some of those cutscenes that Mike's talking about, I think because I, I I remember I I, I made a, a copy for myself in case it wasn't on any of the Blu-rays that I I got, but when I sent it to you, but I think that's on as an extra on that Miller's report, like the movie one for the MSA mm. team. So if, if, if you haven't seen it or you want to know what we're talking about, like it, it definitely is on that, like, okay. like DVD. I think, I think it's just the journey to Jaburo cutscenes. I think, but you, you can also look up like some of these things on YouTube and stuff and people have, you know, the cutscenes and, and, and it, it kind of goes into like, I, I kind of explained how, the manga only deals with the first two chapters in in the Blue Destiny trilogy, and the the game itself had you know a third chapter. And that third chapter, they actually you know go out into space. And even though the you know the Blue Destiny and the Freet or Fleet custom is oh, they're both destroyed by the end of the manga, like Shotsen steals the Blue Destiny two. And you, Kojima, pilots the Blue Destiny 3. And then they go into space to find him. And they go to side 5. And then they have this epic climactic battle. And both suits are destroyed at the end. And you're thinking like, oh, you know, you must have been blown up. But in most of the versions of the story, somehow I think because, you know, she's a weird blue cupcakey you know, angel girl or whatever, I, I kind of pin the blame on Marion, like, Marion gets him, like, they, they never explain, like, even though he's kind of like how, what's his, what's his nuts, you know, Jesus Yamato is always at the center of explosions and stuff, and he can just, like, eject the warp core or whatever, and, and he's all good or whatever, like, somehow... Anti-nuclear button! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I think, I think you, you, Kojima, somehow has an anti-nuclear button and i'm saying that that is marion i think because because he <laughs> somehow lives even though they never explain it and you know what's weird this this also sort of ties it back to blue cupcakes month strikes back because when when i brought this up that we were doing something gundam for blue cupcakes month it was kind of like well you know mike was like dude we already talked about awakening the trailblazer like what's left char's counterattack and the wacky t-spear and i'm like well we should probably save that until we finish talking about at least the original you know gundam anime and everything and he's like well what are we going to do and i said well we're going to do blue destiny like in the end of, I think, the Saturn video game, like the Sega Saturn video game, there's a brief comment about Universal Century 93. And I I think the way it's supposed to work is, apparently, remember that scene in Char's Counterattack where they're all pushing the the asteroid together, you know, and, and they're trying to stop it. And Amaro's trying to stop it with the new Gundam and all that shit. And they're all those poor bastards, whether it's like Zeon guys or, you know, Neo Zeon or whatever they're calling themselves. And then the, the Federation guys, and some of them are like falling by the wayside. And there's that one like Federation guy and whatever they called the souped up Zeta or the, the, I don't know if it was a souped up Zeta, but it's like one of those mass produced, zeta machines or whatever and he he reaches out his hand and grabs the zeon guy so he doesn't like completely like you know fall into the the re-entry and burn up or whatever like supposedly that 
guy who reaches out and grabs the other guy is supposed to be you, Kojima. Like, so, again, it, it sort of, again, kind of comes full circle to weird tea spears and blue cupcake-y shit, because you is... You was surrounded by blue cupcakes in his life, I guess, is, is what my ultimate takeaway is. But I thought that was kind of like a cool, you know, if you want to tie it into to sort of some more, you know, more than just the manga and the video yeah. games, like some more like, officialized I, I, stuff. I, I like when they do that, like like when we read the Crossbone manga and like they told that flashback tale to like mm. the Battle of like Solomon and stuff, and they inserted like Gato in yeah, there, yeah. and you're like, well, obviously when they showed that original battle in the anime, Gato wasn't even a character they had invented yet, but you know it's nice to see him in that setting, like you oh, know yeah. when yeah, I think so. I think bringing that up though might lead me into I, I don't know if it's going to be harsh criticism of it, but I, I would say my take on this has always been, like, you is, like, the version of, of like, Shiro and Ko that, like, doesn't suck. Like, but, like, <laughs> but, like, he has, but, like, he, it's, like, they basically, like, bit off all the cool bits from like, because this came out in 1996, 1997. So like, MSA team had just started, and of course, we know the story about that. It took them like four years to finish and all that other stuff. But I think you know the whole beginning of it was probably in the consciousness of the the creators of the video game at the time. And then you know, to me, I can't help but think you know, Shotsen is a lot like Gato. I mean, and the, that's the reason why I explained what happened in the third part of the trilogy because. You know, obviously he thinks he's the only one good enough to pilot the exam. And if, like, Marion and the exam system are, like, what's-her-nuts from 0083? I can't even think of her name, but, you know. Nina? Nina. You know, like, Nina. Like, they're both fighting over the same girl, essentially. And and not only, you know, it's like they don't go into the details, but, I mean, a lot like Gato, you know, he steals a Gundam, basically. And then they both fight each other in Gundams. And they both destroy the Gundams. And the Gundams are conveniently, like, wiped away from the public record so it doesn't mess with like Zeta and Double Zeta and everything that comes after it, right? Like so, like in that sense, like I, I, I think, I think I, I don't know that I'd call it a pale imitation. It's probably like a really fun, good video game imitation of things like Double O eighty three, of like you know MSA theme, and I think also like Amy Bauermeister is kind of like Alex from War in the Pocket. Like she's this you know, pretty fighter pilot girl that, you know, you is not, I you know, I guess her backstory is supposed to be like her fiance, you and her were all buddies in the same, you know, training unit with the Federation or whatever. And then when they got shipped out, like the Xeon killed her fiance. So she's, you know, of course the, the, the best fighter pilot ever. And, did all this cool stuff in Odessa, and that's why she has the nickname and stuff like that. But, you know, when she kind of takes off her helmet and her hair just kind of sparkles around and everybody's like, you know, like, she's pretty, you know, like, that kind of reminded me of, you know, Alex being like this, you know, well-trained pilot, but also once she kind of pulls off her helmet and lets her hair down, like, everybody's like, golly, you're pretty, miss, you know, so it seemed like there were a lot of elements from other kind of officialized 
side stories within the universe of Century yeah. Canon that they I, they sort of took the best parts of for this. I could definitely see that. Like when you mentioned both the the Blue Destiny and the Afleet get destroyed, I was kind of like, oh, just like in 0083, like going the two Gundams like destroy each other, but. I don't know what part made me laugh in the like with Amy like in the last part was she's like in the wreckage with the doctor and she he's she's like how do you know like you and he's like oh I have admired him from afar from like a love for a long time and Amy's just kind of like well that's just like weird that's just like that's just weird <laughs> well what about what about you Tony like is this is this your first time as well at my three for three like introducing everybody to something new or had you had you heard of this before actually i bought the manga in 99 <laughs> actually i'm actually kind of familiar with this when the gundam boom was hitting in the late 90s with gundam wing i was curious about gundam because i've been aware of it but i never actually you know gone balls deep i guess you would say but i knew what gundam was and i happened to go to a barnes and noble and they had this book called Gundam Blue Destiny, and I like pulled out and looked at the cover, and I'm like, that looks really interesting. I don't know a lot about Gundam. Let's try this. And I read it, and it is interesting. There's parts where it is very Gundam-y. It does have that, that, that Gundam feel. There's also parts where I was wondering if like Shinji was going to like, you know, confront, you know, Mai and wonder what Asuka was doing and talk about his mother, about the Eva 01. Because it did have kind of that thing with the angels and stuff. <laughs> mm, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she, she kind of looks like, who's the, is it Asuka? Or I, I don't even, I don't keep up with it. I don't know it very well, but. Ray, probably, you're probably. Ray, 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 not Ray, 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 yeah. Like, the, like Marion is kind of similar to Ray. Like, I can see that, yeah. Yeah, but it, it was fun. It is, it is kind of a dense story as far as just taking it in for a side story. But I enjoyed the read. And Blue Destiny is a pretty badass machine. And it does have that kind of 08 ms team feel as far as like it's not a super robot it does have the exam system which does make it a killing machine but at the same time like you said derek i, I like the design of it it looks more realistic i mean as realistic as a walking robot can be and i will give you credit in your synopsis of you he just seems completely capable and and good at what he does you know but yeah it's it, it's like one of those things where i was like oh it, like if ko actually ate his carrots and like it, it, you know uh freaking shiro was not like you know you know whiny faced all the time it's like you sort of merge those two characters together and and put them like in a completely confident state of mind like i i feel like you get Yukojima, you know, like, and, and even, even in like a lot of the video games that, that had followed, like the Sega Saturn obviously was, was done back in the nineties. And it's like, it's kind of, it's, it's like, a uh, it, it's kind of like, a uh, I don't know, like a first person. Well, not really. It's kind of like a third person shooter sort of right. Where you run around on the bases and, and you shoot at Zaku's and different guys. And then eventually, you know, you fight like the bosses and stuff like that. But there was not a lot of voice acting or, you know, animatics and things like that. But as you get into, like, these these games for, like, you know, what Mike's talking about, where you've got, like, extreme verses and stuff, and the games are getting sort of more and more visually, you know, competent and kind of interesting. And then you've got a bunch of other cutscenes and stuff like that, like... 
there's actually like w- one thing that people listening like if, if you kind of are like me where you're like oh man like black and white shit is like you know coloring books and stuff and like i want some to see some of these guys in color like one thing that might you know if you either want to go out and get the mobile suit gundam side story missing link game because that was released in 2014 for the ps3 and it's kind of got like the same engine as extreme versus except for it's just you know it's it's a story game like you don't you don't fight each other or you don't fight the computer ai just in a versus match it's it's the actual it's almost like it's like they've got a bunch of side stories, like some I'm not even familiar with, but the Blue Destiny is one of many that you can play in this game. And like there's a bunch of chapters and 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 it's kind of almost like a a retelling of this. So it's like it's a little different. Like I noticed like Samana, like the way he looks in this manga, I, I would say he kinda looks like Hayato did in like, you know, Zeta Gundam or something like that. Whereas I think in the PS3, like in, in, in the games later, when I see him visually, he almost looks like an older version of who's the guy with Shiro and MSA team. The, the uh, L what's his name? L El- Elador. Elador. He looks kind of like a, a chubbier Elador, like as opposed to looking like kind of like a, a chubby Hayato. Do you know what I mean? Like, like they just tweaked his design you know, to look a little different, you know, is what I noticed. But, like, there's a lot of, I guess my point was, like, in that, there's a lot of computer-generated cutscenes where they show you, like, various battles, and some of them are similar to the manga, and some of them are, like, totally different. Like, it's almost like a slightly tweaked reimagining of the storyline where different things happen. So if that's something, like, if you're keen on this and you wanted to, you know, watch more, I kind of did a deep dive into those things since I had, you know, read this manga, you know, a number of times before we did the show. But, like, I I was just getting into, like, all these different extensions of just the the Blue Destiny IP, I guess. And then the other thing that was kind of cool is for the PS4, they've got this SD Gundam G-Generation Genesis game. And, like, there's a bunch of these games in this series. And, like, the one for Blue Destiny is, like, they, they actually have the... You know how, like, most games, like, when you go through the characters and they're telling you, like, speaking back and forth with each other, usually, like, most of these imported games from Japan, it's it's in kanji. And, you, you know, if, if you're illiterate in Japanese like I am, you know, you, you can't read it, right? But, like, for, for this one, for the Blue Destiny, I did come across a, a page where a guy had done, like, a Let's Play of it. And, uh, like, all the dialogue was in English, too. So it was, like, a lot easier to understand the third part of that trilogy than I had ever understood before because they actually, you know, like I'm actually seeing people, you know, it's not voice actors per se, but you're seeing that text, you know, because the, the, the G generation is like one of those like super deformed, you know, Gundam games. And then also kind of tying it back to the MSA team. It's kind of hilarious because when they launch into space in that game, like, they only have the Blue Destiny 3. So Philip and Samana are like, well, what are we going to use? Like, we can't use the GMs that we were in because they, they're not space-worthy. You know, they haven't been, you know, made to go into space. So they're like... They suck. <laughs> well, well, no, 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 but, but... I know, I know, I know. No, 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 but, but then listen to this. They're like, well, what are we going to use? And they're like, it's cool, we got you guys. You can use balls. And they're both like, 
balls <laughs> like what and it's kind of funny because like when you watch the the sd gundam game it's like it's like the the blue destiny 3 is all badass and then he's like flanked by two shitty fucking balls you know in the middle of the fight so i was like man these guys had to fight with uh you know just like shiro in that first episode you know tying it back to how they were you know plucking you know things that were cool from those you know basically it's like oh shiro was cool because you know he 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 fought off uh uh you know zeon in a ball so now you've got two other pilots who have fought off zeon in balls you gotta have balls to fight in a ball yes absolutely (laughs) shiro has balls he fought in a ball (laughs) one thing i thought was really interesting about this is like obviously it's a side story so you know obviously it doesn't get as much attention on the the Western hemisphere as it does like, you know, with huge Gundam fans in obviously Japan, it does have a long standing game series, which I didn't know about me and Justin, I think found out today that like, if you look up Gundam blue destiny on Google, the first thing it brings up is the fucking game. It doesn't bring up the, the manga. <laughs> and this, I don't know. I read the manga way in the past. I boned up on it this week to be aware of like stuff. I may have forgotten. Did they actually do an anime for it or is it just games and the manga? They, they've never done an anime for it. Like, I mean, th- that's kind of why I was pointing people towards a lot of those those more recent, you know, PS3, PS4 games with like cutscenes and and in some cases, you know, English written text because that might give you a a better idea of how the characters look visually and color and all that other stuff. But a lot of people, like you'll see a lot of the comments that people would make either after playing the game or maybe watching the, the the let's plays and kind of going you know gee whiz they should make you know they should make an anime out of this or like you know some people were you know i don't know i i don't want to be one of those guys but there were there were people there that were kind of you know trying to bash some of the newer stuff and saying why don't they make blue destiny instead or you know you know how kind of like every time a new yeah. a new anime comes out everybody cries about you know they didn't make a crossbone gundam anime and they gave us this <laughs> you know it's it, it seemed like there were that it was that contingent of people going you know what you know what's up with you know like like you know when when everybody yells and screams about you know freaking build fighters or whatever but then you know they're like where's my blue destiny anime you know and i, I don't want to be that guy but yes i mean it would be fun if they made a blue destiny anime but i'm not going to point fingers or you know decry any existing anime for gundam uh, at the expense of that you know you're not gonna beg and whine about it but if it showed up somewhere you snatch it up pretty quick oh yeah yeah for sure i'm not gonna badmouth other anime just because you know there is no blue destiny anime the the blue destiny did have a little cameo in an episode of build fighters but i think that's about it i mean you know the exam system was frequently yeah. brought up in in build fighters those brothers that yeah. fought the mage and used the exam system with their custom gm yeah i mean we we, we had lengthy ass debates over how that is even possible but <laughs> yeah you know, it's like how do you get a a freaky blue cupcakey angel with wings girl who's a new type into your little plastic toy like how how does that work <laughs> yeah. yeah well it, it, it's kind of a mashup of like you like you know exam and transam too i liked this like it was okay but like i don't think it was anything like that i would like want in a animated form over like other things like i think i'd rather see like crossbones animated like before this would, would it be okay as like an ova not like a series 
Yeah, I mean, well, I, I mean, any kind of animation, really. I mean, I think, I think most of those things by default, you know, Crossbone or or Blue Destiny would end up being an OVA just by definition. I mean, it doesn't. It's it, there, there's not enough content to be to be like a fifty episode series. Yeah. you know. Yeah, sure. well, Crossbone does, but like, yeah, Blue Destiny is a lot shorter <laughs> than that. Mike is the guy on the like message We don't have the Crossbone series. <laughs> yeah. Mike's like, "Fuck you and your Blue Destiny. We're gonna do a hundred episode Crossbone." Yeah. Well, I guess like since Derek did bring it for Blue Cupcakey things, is it pretty much the Angel Marion thing that's like weird? Because it is weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that that's the main. I mean, if if you're gonna point a finger at anything, I mean, I I I prefaced it with saying I think at least they do a good job of it's only blue cupcakey if you don't read the explanation at the end you know like so i i, I to me like the the reason why the tea spear is so blue cupcakey is because nobody can definitively explain to anyone what the fuck the tea spear is or what it does or why it does what it does like everybody has theories everybody asks Tamino about it and he kind of gives them these vague obscure answers and like you just you don't know but with this at least it's like you know it's one thing where like what if justin didn't have an answer so he might speculate oh i think you know i think it's an angel that's trapped in 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 the gundam that that somehow the zeon got an angel you know and maybe i'd say well i i think it's you know uh a mutant from the x-men that they trapped in a in a, an exam system, or you know, whatever. Like people on message boards do whatever, right? They, they, they. You it's, know, a, it's a spirit inhabiting of a machine, or yeah, something yeah. Like. You know, they they all have theories or whatever. Like you know, where we're, I'm trying to remember that one weird ass anime I watched where the poor angels were like ripping off their wings and getting all bloody, like they were having their menstrual cycle or something. And I was like, what? Like I I can't think of what the hell that's called now. But anyway. There, there, there were a lot of things like that where you, you, it could, it could have gotten a lot weirder than it was, you know. So, like, I, I think, I think this is a tepid, tame, lukewarm blue cupcake. But you know, you can, you know, I, I'm, like I said, mainly I picked this just because I think I'm clever and it's blue destiny and it's blue cupcakes. You know, <laughs> you're, so. you're color, you're color coordinating. Yes, exactly. <laughs> clever girl. <laughs> Well, as far as like Gundam goes, it it is kind of a little bit strange. You don't really get the whole angel thing. Like, usually the biggest angel thing you get in Gundam is Gundam wing. You know, <laughs> he's got feathery wings. So, yeah, Marion is is kind of an odd concept. And that, and like I said, I I kind of did draw Evangelion parallels because it was kind of the same time too. I think this actually, and yes, send all your hateful emails to fanholespodcast at gmail dot com. I think this actually explained that kind of concept better than evangelion because evangelion still confuses me sometimes yeah well i i mean i think i i think much like the t-sphere evangelion is purposely vague you know like like it's intentionally ambiguous so as to spark debate discussion you know provoke thought etc etc whereas this like 
it's one of those things where it's like, oh, you know, to me, I'm like, this is a mystery done right, as opposed to like, you know, a Jeff Loeb mystery where you're like, it could have been this person and it could have been that person. But guess what? <laughs> it's really this person, which makes absolutely no sense. Ta-da! What a great mystery, you know, and it's like one of those things where it's like, this is not that. This is, you know, not purposely ambiguous. Like they eventually sort of explain to me, at least they explain Marion to my satisfaction. You know, when they, when they start when they started the story, they knew where they were going to take it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it's only natural to look at that opening page and go, "What the fuck is a naked angel girl doing in the middle of space?" You know, saying vague stuff about someone. You know, stop the blue mobile suit. Like, you know, it's it's cryptic and you don't really get it because you don't have all the pieces of the puzzle. But once you read it and you're introduced to the blue mobile suit and then you're introduced to the exam system and you you know, you sort of put them all together and you go, Oh look, this doctor did this and he had a thing against new types and you know, then you're like, Oh, okay, now all these puzzle pieces make sense. You know, whereas, you know, if if you only examined it within its confined context at the beginning of the story then yes it is kind of strange but it's a it's a strangeness that eventually at least becomes to me becomes explained to my satisfaction where i'm not still scratching my head by the end of the you know piece basically yeah you get you get a payoff you're like you're you're rewarded for your your diligence <laughs> what one of the things i always thought would be kind of neat and there there may even be a story like this. As I said in the beginning, like I've not read a lot of Gundam manga, but I always thought it would be kind of neat to just follow a group of like grunts, you know, people who just pilot, you know, the GMs or just your standard Zakus and follow them, you know, like no, you know, they don't have a super suit, you know, like they don't have a Blue Destiny or even a Gundam. It's just, you know, your average, your average soldiers. And then, you know, maybe at the end, if it's, you know, Federation guys like they get killed by Gato or Char or something and you know it would be like kind of a you know last stand kind of you know tragic thing but then you know I you you kind of get this in this story I mean you know like not exactly you know because Blue Destiny is a, a wacky overpowered kind of a thing but it was kind of neat to see you know it starts out and it is just kind of these ground troops standard you know soldiers piloting gms and the different kind of struggles and things that they go through and i kind of i got i kind of like that because it kind of you know scratched that little itch i had in the back of my head for that story well i, I think oh wait ms team does that pretty well i mean i know they have one guy who's really good at stuff but i mean is there a manga for the oh eight ms team yeah but the oh eight is like you know they're they're, they all have Gundams. Yeah, but they're not super badass Gundams. They're crummy Gundams. Yeah, yeah, they have like better than better than a gun cannon, but not quite good enough to be an RX, you know, seventy eight. Uh, I, I do get what you're saying, Justin. Like, yeah, it, like the 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 average grunts who have to like fight kind of like tooth and nail and don't like pull off any hero stuff, I guess. Yeah, or you know, like if Char and Amuro are like zooming towards each other, like in space, it's like. The story, maybe a fun story would be like about the guys who they have to like go through to like fight each other. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, they, they, they don't highlight them, but like they like in Stardust memory, you know, they do have like the blue GM guys and sometimes do cool. They do cool stuff, but they get killed, but you don't get a character for them or in the pocket. Like some of those guys are just fucking cannon fodder. But again, you don't really get to know them and they are Zeon. So you're like, who cares about those guys? <laughs> 
It's like you get the the, the tag and bank of the Federation, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I mean, that would that would be interesting. Just like, especially like if you had to like get the assignment for like a gun tank, because gun tanks suck. Nobody likes them. A couple of poor bastards that are settled with the gun tank unit. Yeah. <laughs> that would that would totally blow. <laughs> It's like, dude, maybe maybe we'll get the gun can, and they're like, "All right, we got you down for the, uh, you know, um, <laughs> GT seventy-four. Oh God, damn it! Son of a bitch! I, I thought it was, it was it was a good story when I read it back then. I read it this week, riding around, and it, it's a good side story. It, it's fun. It, it, it is blue cupcakey in some points, but it doesn't get ri- ridiculously stupid. It, it, it is a is a solid story that, like Derek said, has an ending that makes sense. Yeah, I think I think also even though it's it's this two hundred plus page manga, I think you know much like I guess you know to to some people's chagrin, you know much like modern comics written for the trade. I mean, there are a lot of not necessarily splash pages, but there are a lot of you know fast paced you know almost splashes you know with these large panels and. Lots of action going on between the mobile suits, and you know it, it is a page turner, and and you can get through the those two hundred plus pages pretty efficiently and pretty quickly. I think so. In that regard, it's 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 not a boring read. It's actually a, a, a fast read, and it, it it's engaging. It holds your interest. I mean, the, my my only you know, like I said, I just I I throw in that not as a damning criticism, but I mean, it's it's one of those things where, you know, I recognize it is derivative, but it was first designed as a video game. So I think it was trying to capture the flavor of some of those other series without making a video game directly about those series. And, you know, I, I don't think I can fault the game developers for that. They were trying to take things that were, were really neat and cool about the various Gundam OVAs and franchises and and make it applicable to their gameplay and then when someone adapts it and you kind of point out well this is a little derivative it's like I'm just I'm recognizing it but I'm not using it as any you know as a damning criticism almost it kind of vaguely reminds me of like those force unleashed games for star wars where it's like it's darth vader's apprentice and he did all this shit before anyone else did even though you know it's kind of like he did all this stuff that made all these other stories special, but like we're just gonna take it and use it because it's like it's cool and it works. Are you going the flip side and like you know as far as taking a game series and doing a manga or, or doing other uh, media? Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter have a pretty shitty track record making movies, so I mean at least this is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, even that, even that Malibu comic that was pretty horrendous. So yeah, definitely. <laughs> right. <laughs> Come in, Aaron Moss, codename Head. I have an important mission for you, son. I need you to podcast about G.I. Joe, a real American hero, the comic book series previously posed for Marvel Comics, currently being paid out by IDW. Um, which issues, uh, General Hawk? Issues? Why, well, son, you're going to cover the entire run, plus the yearbooks, special missions, order battle, everything, along with the cartoon. Wowzer, sir, that's a mighty large mission. That's why I'm assigning you several other Joes as they're available to help. And, uh, how do I report my findings? Monthly, at our main site, gijoe.headspeaks.com, on iTunes, and Stitch Radio. Submit your report under G.I. Joe, a real American headcast. <laughs> 
Uh, anything else, sir? You can get further information on the social medias, Facebook, Google+, Twitter, all under G.I. Joe, a real American headcast. Dismiss, soldier. Yes, sir. Now I know. And knowing is half the battle. Yo, Joe. All right. Well, I, I guess that might be a good place to, to go out on. I hope everyone's enjoyed listening to us examine and or pontificate on this Blue Cupcake Strike Back Month episode of Mobile Suit Mondays, where we were talking about the Blue Destiny manga and, of course, dovetailing into some of the video games and other related paraphernalia. If you have any comments, questions, and or concerns, you can email us at fanholespodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed listening to Mobile Suit Mondays, we hope you will consider checking out many of our spinoff shows. We've got plenty to choose from. We've got... In addition to Mobile Suit Mondays, we've got Toku Thursdays, Transformers Tuesdays, Sentai Saturdays. We've got Big in Japan, where we talk about anime. We've got Comics Motherfucker, Do You Read Them, where we talk about comic books. We've got Justice, Not Entirely Like Lightning, a Thunderbolts podcast. So we hope you, you know, consider checking out any of those other shows. And we also, of course, have the Fanholes proper show as well. We've got plenty of backlog over at fanholespodcast.blogspot.com. So everybody can go over there and get caught up if they want to. And we are on all kinds of social media. We're on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Stitcher Radio, we can be streamed, we're on iTunes, so of course we appreciate all the feedback and likes we receive, and until the next time, this is going to be Derek, Derek WC, signing off. Hey, it's Mike, signing off. This is Justin. This is Tony. And I think exam is taking over! Kill him. <laughs> you know, no, he, was when, just ta- he was just talking about me, not exam. <laughs> when when you when you finally destroys the exam system, he should be like, "Exam, you're flunked." Exam, you flunked. <laughs> exam, you got a D for destruction. <laughs>